You're listening to DraftKings Network. This is Jack Harrison from NYCFC, and you're listening to The Cooligans. Yeah, baby. Yeah, Cooligans bonus special little little uh, little extra uh you know uh, episode here yeah you know i it it, it feels like uh you know the 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 streets they really want more content from the cool streets is talking the streets is they, look they're asking for we're it. hearing the jibber jabber <laughs> we know what y'all want y'all want more cooligans well here it is uh this is gonna be dope this is uh we've normally been we've been dropping these interviews in the middle of our podcast yeah. um as a second segment uh, but there was so much to talk about this week that we thought why not do this and you know what i kind of like this i kind of like it this way yeah it is kind of nice you uh, guys look, get a little extra a little we can, extra we can, we can devote the entire episode to you know a particular team or particular issue and uh, and this week it's the Philadelphia Union. Yeah, the Philadelphia Union, which is a team that I think a lot of people aren't really talking about, but they were, you know, started out really, really well, and you know they they're making a nice push to the playoff. Yeah, they were they've uh, were in uh, first place a couple times in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, and you know, I mean, they're right up there. Everyone talks about NYCFC and Toronto and and some of the other big dogs. No one's talking about Philadelphia Union except. Your boys right here. That's right. They're cool again. We give them, we're showing them some love. Yeah. And, and who do we go out and get? Well, there's a couple people, right? There's a lot of really popular, uh, you know, uh, you know, Tana Wald is a very popular person uh, mm-hmm. who speaks about the Philadelphia Union. But we want the voice of the club, not just a beat writer. We've interviewed a lot of beat writers. So let's go in and get the voice of the club. So Marissa Pilla, for those of you who watch the uh, Philadelphia Union at home, if you guys don't uh, get a chance to go out to the matches, you know Marissa Pilla. She's a sideline um, reporter. She's uh, a, an insider. Yeah, she's an insider for yeah, sure. Yeah, and, so. you know, she brings about some uh, some great information. Uh, we learned a lot about her, her uncle, who's uh, ready to break any kneecaps. Uh, <laughs> nobody, don't nobody mess yeah. with, with my niece. Yeah, nobody messes with my niece <laughs> or I break your knees. <laughs> That's how it works. He does. It. We good. are quoting him. Yeah, yeah. He rhymes a lot. <laughs> uh, failed rapper. Uh, please don't say that to him. Uh, again, that was uh, Christian Polanco doing Alexis's voice. Exactly. Uh, but, I mean, there's a lot. And, you know, as 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 the weeks go along, we're going to keep bringing you some additional. I mean, we're not going to be able to do it every week, but we want to bring you some additional content. So this week, we got a little interview coming up. Marissa Pilla, she's absolutely amazing. Um, you know, a lot of stuff's happened in the Champions League. All that stuff we're going to talk about. Obviously, this weekend of uh, of matches, both in the MLS and the EPL, and and all this information all over the world. We're going to talk about that next week on our on our next official uh, podcast episode. But for right now, quick word from our sponsor, and then after that, a little bit of a. Just some union talk. Just a little, yeah, just a little union talk. Yeah, It's yeah. so funny that her uncle and union, I never thought that, put that together. <laughs> Hoffa, I don't know where he is. Uh, but right now, here's a word from our sponsor, and as soon as we get back, our interview with Marissa Pilla. Hey, everybody, this is Alexis from The Cooligans. I'm breaking in just to talk to you a little bit about Mack Weldon. Um, I've talked about this underwear before. They're absolutely amazing. And look, they sell more than underwear. But here I'm, I'm going to tell you about this underwear because I guarantee you that the underwear that I'm talking about is better than the garbage you have at home, okay? Um, I know that because I have that same garbage. Now I have a pair of Mack Weldon underwear. Absolutely incredible. I was at a wedding in the woods. I don't know who got married in the woods. I don't understand why they just can't have it in a hall. Like everyone else with parents arguing, they decided to do it out in the middle of the woods. I danced my ass off. I must have danced for about four or five hours straight. My knees are killing me. I'm an older man now. I don't know what's happening to me. But you know what didn't bother me? 
The fucking underwear I was wearing It smelled amazing when I took them off I danced all night I, I wore them to sleep I woke up the next morning Took them off And I was like You know what Let me check these one more time I smelled them incredible Again Gave them to my wife You know what she said They don't smell bad Which That's uh, that's world class level That's gold It's winning gold In the Olympics level For my underwear They usually smell bad Coming back from the cleaners And they're like We don't know what to do With these things These things smell good On the way to the cleaners It's incredible It's totally different I don't know what to say about it They're magic They're made out of Mirror station I don't know what they're made out of But you guys gotta go try them Go to MacWeldon.com If you use the code Cooligans You're gonna get 20% off That's C-O-O-L-I-G-A-N-S You're gonna get 20% off The best damn underwear You can get MacWeldon.com Well, we talked about an interview, and here we are. We, yeah, that's, yeah. It's a very serious introduction. We usually have yeah. a little bit more. Uh, it's usually more light, lighthearted. If but I, remember, we we're doing all of that. We're gonna do another. <laughs> we're gonna do our own. Intro. Oh, we're gonna do our own intro. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay. Oh, cool. you thought this was it? <laughs> I'm like, wow. This is uh, like, our, apparently <laughs> apparently we're on NPR. Yeah, our fans. They say, oh, a new a new Cooligans podcast midweek too. What a shock! Yeah. Click hello, and then all of a sudden, boom, we're in the middle of. Yeah, an we interview. have. We just this is just so much content. Can even fit in in just one episode per <laughs> yeah. week. I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly. <laughs> so what we've done is we've added two, and we talked a little bit about it up front, but we're, we're trying to get to know some of these teams from the playoffs, and maybe not everyone has had the chance uh, to sort of see the Philadelphia Union play. Um, so we said, why not find someone who is there, not only in the locker room, on the sidelines, but at every match. So we got, ladies and gentlemen, unless you're driving, round of applause for Marissa Pilla, everybody. Uh, thank you. You're too kind. Oh, please. Is it is it Pia and everyone just calls you Pilla because it's two L's? No, it's Pilla. It's yeah. Pilla. We, yeah. we, we were uh, having a, a small debate before uh, before we started the interview. Like, oh, are we going to get this wrong? We <laughs> yeah. might get this wrong. But no, also, no, like, you we're, guys are good. We're both Latinos, so we're like, let's just call her Pia, okay? Uh, <laughs> just to represent. Um, what, if, if you don't mind us asking, what is your nationality? Are you Italian, maybe? I'm Italian. Yeah. So go. I do get the Pia thing a lot. Um, and people like to like roll the R in my first name too. So it gets very Latin sounding. You're hanging out with a lot of uh, like uh, Latin American singers, band leaders. Oh, yeah. 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 It's also a very <laughs> unnecessary roll of the R. Yeah. So it's, it's just like, <laughs> just, just almost like arrogant and bragging. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's wearing like, he has an accord in his hand. He's got fringe on the jacket, <laughs> a big sombrero. Speaking of another Latin kind of name, you guys have someone on your team named Tranquillo Barnetta. Oh, yes. And he's from Switzerland. He is. Um, I've tried to explain this to my Italian Uncle Nemo numerous times that he is not Italian, Tranquillo Barnetta, that he's yeah. from Switzerland. <laughs> um, but he does have Italian descent and like he has family members who um, are from Italy and, you know, that border along Italy and Switzerland and the Alps, you know, gets a little... Um, different up there so yeah, you know yeah. he, uh, he's, uh, he's swiss uh, I, uh, uncle nemo I uncle nemo is always trying to claim uncle more nemo's time. trying to bring everybody in <laughs> uncle nemo's like is he, he good i think he's italian <laughs> uh, he must be italian then yeah, yeah i got i got an uncle like that for uh for cuba and Any, anybody who could throw a baseball fast oh he's, he's dominican <laughs> nah i think his grandfather must have been from cuba anyway yeah, yeah. uh so let me yeah. ask you now how long have you been associated with uh the philadelphia union well, I joined the team back in January as a team insider, and I've been kind of, I'm with the team almost every day. I'm the sideline reporter during the matches, pregame show host, so I kind of get to see the team in a lot of different settings, and it's been a lot of fun. This is a great team to be a part of. So you had to be there for a pretty rough, uh, you know, last season then. 
Oh, no, I, I kind of came in with kind of the new group that came in um, in January. So oh, okay. I came in right after the announcement of Ernie Stewart. And I, I think my first week was the uh, Super Draft. So immediately I was kind of thrown in with the new mix and the new people coming in. Um, it was all very exciting. A lot of stuff to cover very early on. Yeah. And speaking of that Super Draft and, and Ernie, uh Big. I, I saw a video recently. It was sort of a big interest to get local guys. Oh, for sure. And and for sure. you know, one of those is uh, Rosenberry, who's just had an, an absolutely amazing season, rookie season. Um, you know, finished behind one of our guys, Jack uh, uh, Jack Harrison, in the twenty four hundred twenty four, but still an amazing season. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what what the changes that Ernie has brought? I know you weren't there before, but it seems to be like such a positive energy around Philadelphia Union, which I can tell you is being a just a fan in the Eastern Conference that did not exist last season. It's just. Ernie Stewart just has this great vision for the team. And then his follow through is even more incredible, which is so fun to watch because he just knows what he wants to get done with this team. And he's taking the proper steps. And I mean, Keegan is a great example. They really went into the draft with a defensive mind. They wanted to get defenders and they did that with Keegan, with Josh. um, And they just, Keegan has really blossomed. I mean, I don't, no, for some people, he might have flown under the radar um, up until the combine. And maybe people were a little surprised with how high he did get drafted. But he's just been phenomenal for the team this year. And just his on on field presence, along with like kind of who he is off of the field. It's just he's a great rookie to have. And you almost forget he is a rookie with the way he he acts sometimes. And uh, you were talking about Ernie Stewart and uh, sort of his sense of, uh, you know, conveying a sense of leadership. Uh, you know, when I watch him during interviews, there is a there is a sense of like, um I wish that guy was my dad. Like, yeah, just like, yeah. like he just like knows. Oh, well, I don't know. For everything he says, you're like you. It, it, you sort of treat it as gospel. And he has a a history of of, of success. Uh, you know, in Europe. So and national team player. Yeah. yeah. What what mm-hmm. is it? What is it about him that sort of uh, like how has the the team sort of responded to him and and sort of his uh, uh, communication style. I think just because he's a reasonable guy, you know, he doesn't ask for anything unreasonable. He just wants results and he's going to give you the tools to get them. And he just wants to see you put them to good use and and make good of it. And I think that's what people respond really well to, because, I mean, this team was changed dramatically over the offseason. The approach they were taking in spring training in Florida was so different to what they did last year. And immediately they all just bought on because like you said, like when Ernie says something, he's the type of person where you just listen because he has had so much success and he's a respected guy and he can be, um, not intimidating because he's a nice guy, but you just want to be around him and learn from him. I've learned so much from just standing next to him or near him during training and like listening to him or watching what he's watching. So he's just been really fun to kind of be around and people do gravitate towards him. Absolutely. And he's, I I get what you're saying about the whole dad thing, because there's like this weird sense of stoicism when he speaks, he has a confidence that you're like, okay, he's going to be right. (laughs) And, and, and I think the video I saw sort of had an interview with him prior to that, uh, that super draft. And 
you know, my whole thought was, man, if this is a tough team to come in and, and to sort of try to change and, you know, I wonder if it's not going to work. And we saw the beginning of the season was incredible and you guys are still hanging in there in fourth place. Um, you know, let's talk a little bit about the style. What are people going to see uh, when they watch Philadelphia Union or maybe if their team goes up against uh, the Philadelphia Union? What, what kind of a style? Because I know you guys talk a little bit about the high press, but what else? Yeah, it's a lot about the high press and it's a lot about just keeping their shape through the middle. And I think Bedoya has really helped with that. Uh, they really needed that sort of link player early on to kind of service the, the defense and, and transition into the offense. And, you know, Bedoya served as that link and is serving as that link. And I think people need to realize that this is a union team where maybe in years past, they sat back a little and watched how other teams were going to play and then reacted where now they're coming in with their own mindset. And this is a team that's kind of just going full at it as soon as the whistle blows, which it, it, I think caught some teams off guard in the beginning of the season and teams are preparing better for it now, but that's just kind of who they are now. They don't want to be a reactive team. They want to be the one putting someone else on their heels. Yeah, absolutely. And, and CJ Sapong, he plays, I guess he's more of a target man or is, is he, I mean, he plays with his back to goal, correct? <laughs> yes. Yes, he does. Um, you know, he's just so physical and he's such a big target up front that he he's and he that's the thing he's so physical and people have said many times that he doesn't get the calls maybe he deserves because of his physicality you know it almost reminds me of like cam newton getting hit so many times and you think oh because he's a big guy you can shake it off and he's going to be okay to me cj's kind of like that guy there's no concussion here he's too big to get a concussion (laughs) cam what's your name i don't know exactly get him back in there baby yeah uh let me ask you because you know he right now he's it seems like goal wise he's struggling he's struggling a little bit i mean is that a worry for the team is that something that maybe the the manager is looking at um you know maybe having someone else up front uh because i know you guys even though i mean you guys sort of swarm and i know a lot of the midfielders have have a lot of the goal scoring um responsibilities on them but you know you still want your target guy to be able to sort of get some of those goals seven i think on the season right now doesn't seem like that much yeah, I know they definitely want to get him involved and they've been trying to. I mean, you've seen a lot of balls go his way and they try to target him on on set pieces and things. And I just think they also realize, yes, it's important to get CJ involved. But they the good thing is that they have so many other attacking options. I mean, Chris Pontius has been playing so well. Even Fabian Herbers has adapted well to being on the wing and as a servicing player. Uh, Roland Alberg, we've seen him come off the bench as an offensive option. So. I think it's it's on their mind and on their forefront. They they need to get CJ involved. I don't think they're worried about it because they know he's capable of doing it. I just think it's just one of those little rhythms of the season that they're in right now. One thing I was uh, curious about uh, re- regarding uh, Alejandro Bedoya, when what was it like before he arrived? You know, like there was there seemed to be a lot of confusion over where he was going to go there was a lot of rumors of what team was was going to get him uh, mm-hmm. you know it seemed like he was uh, most likely going going to the Chicago Fire and but he ended up it, it, you know with in Philly so what was that uh confusion sort of uh, uh you know like when uh, you know before he arrived it was it was uh- uh, tough because <laughs> the anticipation <laughs> was so high and the team uh, was so close to signing him last year and then it kind of fell apart. So I think as true Philly fans, everybody was cautiously optimistic. I mean, that's kind of how we live our, live our lives over here. <laughs> <laughs> and um, 
but then the news kept trickling in like, okay, like he's getting a physical, but, and he even told me when he, when he, um, finally got to Philly that he thought he was going to Chicago and all of a sudden he gets a text from Charlie Davies saying like, Oh, I'm going to Philly. Like, are you coming to Philly? And he's like kind of up in the air about yeah, he, everything. Charlie Davies just sent him a, a Facebook event invite. Hey, you going to, <laughs> <laughs> you want to come with me to this thing I'm doing? I'm going to go play for this new team. <laughs> so it was all very much like we were holding our breaths a little bit. And then when we finally got the news, I mean, we were so excited. And just so ready for him to come. We had a lot of things planned for him to get here. And um, yeah, I mean, he's been a great addition. He already knows a lot of the guys, which I think makes his transition really smooth into this team. And he's already taken a little bit of a leadership role, which I think is great. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, that goal uh, just uh, just last week was incredible. Uh, it was pretty. <laughs> I mean, gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. And it was, uh, it was cool to see because, you know, Bedoya is not really, you know, in Philly to just you know, uh, uh, put a, you know, put up a bunch of goals. That's not really uh, what uh, I, I imagine. That's not what's expected. But and but it's a nice uh, addition if if it does happen. Oh yeah, I mean, he came in here and said, "Listen, I'm not the flashiest player, but I'm here to like help the team." And I think that was like just a good mindset to come into. I know he's talked a lot about um, meeting expectations that people have for him because he's coming as a national team member. He's a designated player, you know, but he's staying true to his style and what serves him best. He's not trying to be somebody else that he's not, because if you've heard Bedoya talk, he's very self-assured. And I think that's a great mindset to have. And he's even though that was his first goal and, and he's played several games for the union no one in any way is disappointed in Alejandro Bedoy, you know? I don't think you can be because he goes out there and plays so hard for, for so long, and he's been great for this team. Yeah, and, and if you look at the way Philadelphia Union plays, it's it's sort of important, especially when you have a high-press line, to keep mm-hmm. you know to keep possession for as long as possible. And if there's one thing I could say about Bedoya is he sort of, him and, him and Bar- Barnetta sort of make that possible. They're sort of, I don't want to call them fulcrums, but they're almost aiding in keeping possession for as long as possible. And I think, you know, and his goal scoring capabilities are there and I don't think they need to be shown at all times, but I mean, he adds so, so much. What about his leadership? Cause I know Charlie Davies is there now and, and that's also great to have someone with the national team uh, experience and, and sort of, you know, Marisa do is there Chris Pontius with a big history in the, in the, uh, in the MLS. What is Bedoya changed in the locker room? I think he just, has kept this team focused. I mean, they are in it for the playoffs this year. That is what's on everybody's mind. And not only just to make the playoffs, but to make some noise. And I think Bedoya's presence just further increases that because I think he keeps the level of competitiveness up at training every day. You know, he always wants to be the best. So does everybody on this team. So I think it just kept the focus there and it, and it gave them a sense of freshness when kind of they were in a a little bit of a, a rut, I would say, um, at one point in the season before he came. And he's just helped kind of solidify the idea that they were pressing for all season long. Absolutely. Well, I, I think the thing I'm most excited about with uh, Bedoya being in the MLS is is just his Twitter account because <laughs> yeah. Bedoya's been known to be very outspoken. Yeah, the homie <laughs> likes to throw a little shade. <laughs> so it's uh, to me, it's it, it's very exciting to have uh, you know a, a bit of a, a social present in the MLS because it seems like most players in the MLS seem to be more, uh, uh, you know, a, a little to themselves, a little less quiet, just more focused on, on yeah, the they're team. Introverts. Yeah. And, and, you know, without, with 
our athletes, we sort of expect some of them to be a bit more out, outspoken than others, not, mm-hmm. in a, not in an arrogant way, but Bedoya seems to be comfortable with that role. Yeah, he seems to be taking on the Philly fan attitude, <laughs> which is, you know, no holds barred, which we love just watching. But uh, yeah, just back to what he was saying, you know, he's added so much just in that. Would you agree? Oh, I think so. I mean, it's always good for the players just to have a, a presence of themselves. And yeah, he, he speaks his mind. And Jim Curtin has said in press conferences that, you know, he, he's allowed to speak his mind on, on Twitter or whatever. And uh, just about him posting a ton, I think it's great, especially for the team, because it puts him out there more and he has so many followers and it and it can only say good things about the team. And then I think some guys are getting cues from him and they're being a little more active on social media, which is always good because <laughs> you want to see these, these guys' personalities. And there's so many great personalities on this team. And um, I'm kind of happy that they're showing them off a little bit more on social media and just posting a little bit more. I'd love to see just the first 11 just go at anyone on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, that would be amazing. It, it is a, a, a different philosophy, right? Because uh, we see uh, with, with like Patrick Vieira, the, the head coach of NYCFC, he seems to be very against uh, his players uh, posting too much on social media. There was uh, a time Mikey Lopez and Kyrie Shelton got suspended for one game, uh, you know, by the team for basically, you know, being a little too braggadocious right. uh, about a, a, a game, I guess. I think it was FC Dallas. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, it was playing. almost pretending like they didn't know who would be playing again. Oh, yeah, it's not important. And for them, they're both from Texas. So I think it was for them. It was fun. But yeah, Villa, I mean, I'm sorry, Vieira did not find it <laughs> very funny. But it, it, it's good that some, uh, you know, that there's different philosophies amongst other managers that, you know, that that isn't a thing that will constantly sort of repel any kind of personality amongst their players. Yeah, which is shocking because you would assume Ernie Stewart would not want that to be, you know, he wouldn't want it to be that way because he's such a he comes across as almost a military kind of guy. Sure. Oh, he is. And he's very respectful for like to other teams in the league. And he's always um, very stresses the importance of never offending anybody and, and everything like that. So I think that, of course, I'm sure they have guidelines. I'm not a part of their, uh, you know, their ethics proposals for the teams. But um, I know they have their guidelines and things like that. Um, but to a certain extent, you know, posting like about getting ice cream is fun for the players to kind of show their personalities. And Jim Curtin in that way well, is all about I'm offended. Getting- I'm offended by that tweet and I'm <laughs> reporting it. Ice cream. I am lactose intolerant and therefore intolerant to that post. I want everyone to know I'm not lactose intolerant. So if you see me in the streets, feel free to buy me a scoop. OK, uh, but we just want I mean, if you can tell tell Bedoya the next time you see him that there's two guys in New York who absolutely love it. And one of them myself originally from Jersey like him. So tell him to go for it. That's that real North Jersey style. You don't take shit from nobody. I like it. I like it, Bedoya. Dude uh, with a ponytail with an attitude, I really respect. <laughs> so uh, the Philadelphia Union will, uh, mo- they haven't clinched the playoff spot, but they they will most likely yeah, it's be. It's 99.4%. So, <laughs> so if you don't, you really yeah. you're definitely coming back on this podcast <laughs> to talk about what possibly happened, but it looks like it's going to happen. What, 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 I guess, what do you expect? Um, you know, where do you think they'll end up uh on the on the in the playoff table and you know who who um you know because right now they're in fourth uh if i believe they would they would play uh who would they who would they play they would play well the first team gets a buy right the first mm-hmm. two get a get a buy first two three play six and four play five they'll play montreal impact if it's montreal. if yeah if it started today exactly uh so how do you feel about uh philly's playoff chances at the moment 
I think they're good. I mean, I've seen this team kind of progress all season long. And of course, I'm very biased. I really believe in them. I think they just have good players and that the chemistry on the team is right. And, you know, they haven't made the playoffs in, in five years, but this is a team that's so focused and so dedicated to that. And if they were to play Montreal, I mean, they they have given the union trouble throughout the season. But I think given the the environment surrounding the game would push things into the union's edge. But of course, I mean, I'm rooting for the union all the way. (laughs) And um, like a Philly fan, I mean, I'm, I'm buying tickets for the, for the finals. (laughs) You know, I just, I really believe in this team and I just think, I think they have the pieces in place to really make a strong push throughout the playoffs. What do you mean you're buying tickets? You don't, you don't get get to go. (laughs) No, no. Like there's always that joke, like, you know, like in Philly, like if the Eagles win their first game, people are buying Super Bowl tickets. Okay. Like, you know? oh, okay. All right. I was going to say, <laughs> like, even if I, I assume you'll get invited, if not, maybe Uncle no, Nemo no, knows no, a guy. I think Uncle Nemo might know like, a guy. <laughs> you know, Uncle Nemo could hook it up. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, but, but, uh, <laughs> pressurize from yeah. some people. But let me ask you, because so, you know, obviously playing a team that high pressing versus someone like Montreal who counterattacks. That's probably the biggest fear you have. So I'm sure the way the East looks right now, it's going to jostle up and down, but you know, talk to us a little bit about some of these young players, guys like Rosenberry and, and Hebers. Uh, I don't know how long he's been in the league exactly, but guys like that, I mean, you have a lot of leadership around you. Do you think these guys are, you know, headstrong? Is this a big shock to them? You think they'll be able to sort of keep it together in, in a long playoff run? Oh, I think so. I mean, especially Keegan. I mean, he started every minute of every game. He's the only player in the league that can say that. And I think that's huge for a rookie to say, um, especially for the position he plays. And, you know, that defense for the union, it's young in general. I mean, Bobby's the oldest guy um, and, and he's still relatively young. So I think this team has a lot of leadership. I mean, Brian Carroll has been huge for this team, both on and off the field. But the young guys like Keegan and, and Herbers, uh, Josh, even Ken is is young, Richie, they're all young. And they all just they all just believe in themselves. And on numerous occasions this season, Jim Curtin has said, you know, it doesn't matter if you're young or old, it matters if you can play soccer. And that's why he's been putting this lineup out consistently is because he believes in these guys and they have shown that you know, they're the type of guys that don't let outside factors affect how they play onto the field. And I think a playoff situation would kind of just prove that. Uh, one guy I did really want to ask about was uh, your goalkeeper, Andre Blake. I'm one of the best goalkeepers in the MLS. Uh, yeah. Obviously, the uh, Jamaican national team goalkeeper. Uh, why has he, uh, you know, for, for whatever reason, I feel like he's a person you don't... Um, uh, I don't hear much of uh, coming from like, I, I don't know. I, I don't see too many interviews with him. He seems, uh, mm-hmm. seems to be a, a little, you know, very to himself, uh, but he's, he's a very po- poised uh, goalkeeper and uh, young so, as well. Yeah. 25 years old. What does he mean to, to that back line? How, how is he uh, sort of, uh, is he like a vocal leader? Is he yeah, arranging yeah. that back line or tell us a little bit about him? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of a, a quieter guy, I guess, off the field, but still, like, he's one of those guys, once you get to know him, he's one of the funniest guys you know. Um, but on the field, he very much takes a, lo- a vocal um, leadership. He and Richie Marquez really kind of dictate that back line and, and putting people in position on certain plays. Um, but he's great. Um, 
his leadership has been huge. I mean, this is really his first full season. He, he suffered injuries and I think he was a little frustrated in seasons past where he couldn't be that guy he wanted to be for the union. And this is the year that he, he can be, and he's proving that he is that solid goalkeeper. I mean, last season they had such a carousel of goalkeepers for the union and it it was a little bit of a mess. And this year it's just the consistency has been amazing for this team because they know Andre is going to be there. He's come up huge in so many different games to make big time saves. Uh, Jim has said on multiple occasions, you know, like Andre bailed us out of this game. And sometimes when he doesn't have his best game, they say, you know, it's, he can make mistakes because we've made so many and he's bailed us out sort of thing. So they have a lot of trust in him. And I think that's why also they feel like they can go a little younger on defense too, because they trust Andre so much. Was he the first choice keeper at the beginning of the season? Oh yeah. Okay. For some reason I remembered him getting the job out of injury, but I might be mistaken. I obviously am. (laughs) I mean, him and John McCarthy have done, um, like compete so well in practice. John's another great goalkeeper. And then Matt Jones came in in preseason as well. But I think everybody was really pushing for Andre. Um, I mean, they, he was a first round uh, draft pick and he just had some injuries, uh, seasons prior and he was just healthy, you know, and, and kind of lined up for him and he's, had a fantastic year so far. Absolutely. Now, I guess looking forward to the future, obviously Barnetta has just released that uh, um, he's looking to go back home at the end of the season. Unfortunately, he's a free agent, so you guys aren't going to get any uh, value for him. Um, free agent, meaning he's moving on a free uh, back to uh, Switzerland. Uh, so I guess my, my question for you is uh, give us a little bit of an idea because a lot is being said about uh, your youth setup out there and, and, and your academy. Uh, can you give us an idea? Is that something you guys are going to have to go to the draft to replace him? Is there someone in the reserves or maybe even in the academy uh, that you could see that can sort of step in? Give us a little bit of an idea of that and then maybe like in a little bit of an idea of just about the youth setup because I know that's important for Ernie and we talk, a lot about, oh, we, yeah. Yeah, we talk about it a lot on this podcast. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I think as of now, the team's focus is, I mean, he's still here and they still have games to play and he's still going to play a huge role um, in in the last few games of the regular season and the push into the playoffs. So I think for now their focus is on having him, giving him the best opportunity to go out of MLS on on the best note they can because he's given so much to this team during his time. And then I think looking ahead, you know, they do have a couple options. They have guys who've played that role Alejandro Doya has played that role. Uh, even Leo Fernandez, we see Roland Allberg in that position as well. And there's always the option draft. As you mentioned, we have a great academy. Where, you know, kids as young as like 13 years old, instead of going to high school, are going to the Union Academy um, just about an hour away from Philadelphia. And they're getting a great education and also getting trained full, like, throughout. The day. Sometimes they're even being called up to play with play and practice with the first team during training, which is huge. I mean, these are like 16, 17 year old kids. And it's and it's an approach that's been around in Europe for so long. But it's something that the union really um, were pioneers with here and really have made it into something. I mean, we've seen Derek Jones and Austin Trusty get signed, who were academy players and have played minutes with Bethlehem Steel. And I mean, their youth program right now is just phenomenal and they really focus a lot on it because there's great talent in this area and they want to make sure that they're harboring it and and making the most out of it 
Awesome. I mean, look, it seems like there's a there's a bright future ahead. Um, hopefully you don't run into NYCFC in the playoffs because I feel like that bright future <laughs> is going to stop short. Uh, <laughs> if I please don't tell we'll Alejandro. You know what? I'll tweet Alejandro Bedoya that. See what he <laughs> see what he retweets back. But what, uh, uh, one one quick thing before we go, I wanted to ask: uh, Do you think that was a penalty? The Altador foul in the box or the Sapong? Foul! Wow, you know it, was, it seemed who kind of, fouled who, who first? Who fouled who first? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'm not getting in on that. So you heard it here first. It should have been a penalty. For- <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, well, listen. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to speak to us. Is there anything that you want our fans to know anywhere where they can follow you? Sure. I mean, I'm on Twitter at Union Marissa, and you can follow the Union at Philadelphia Union. Uh, we're on Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook. Our social media person is awesome and we put out a lot of great content that you guys should check out. Awesome. Marissa, thank you so much. This was uh, awesome. Thank yeah, you. this was a great, thank great you for interview. Me. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. yeah, we uh, let's see how far the union go and maybe we'll have you back on this podcast. Uh, you know, because if okay. you guys if you guys do get to that final, I know you have your ticket purchased. Uh, <laughs> so we want to talk to you before you get on that plane. Figuratively. Figuratively, of course. Uh, give our best to Uncle Nemo. Uh, of course. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for spending the time with us. Of course. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. Oh, did you enjoy that? Because I did. I know I did. Uh, Marissa, thank you so much for spending the time with us. She was great. A lot of information. She's very positive. Yeah, which I feel like uh, when you are w- working with the team so closely, you sort of have to be. Yeah, these I are mean, your friends. Yeah, it's like it would be strange if she was like, you know, what? I'm not really like into yeah. Pontius. Uh, <laughs> get him out of here. <laughs> you know, like if she was pessimistic, you'd be like, yeah, really? Well, like, you okay, you're right. You're right. You can't do that. It's so funny though, like how positive she was, and she's like, you know. I gotta be honest. I think we're gonna win. No, it's it's very infectious, though. Like, I it feels to me like that might be the general mood of the club because everyone has like this positive feeling around that club. Exactly, because we've spoken to other writers from other teams that aren't doing so well, and that was not the yeah. the energy that they were giving. No, no, not at all. Even one team that was doing pretty well, there was no energy in the interview whatsoever. You guys could listen back, and you know who I'm talking about. But I mean, it, it seems like she 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 sort of represents uh, something new for Philadelphia sports fans. Yeah. Uh, because I don't think any Philadelphia team or club or anything that is associated with Philadelphia generally has this optimistic of a view. Yeah. And I think it, uh, we were talking about Ernie Stewart a lot and, and that, I think that's a huge part of it because, uh, she was mentioning that she came in at the same time with her. Er- right. Er- you know, so that's Ernie, all she knows of Philadelphia. Union. Exactly. You're right. So the, the culture is, is, uh, uh is new for yeah. her, for all, all the people there. And, and it's clear, like, that this is the culture that they want to uh, sort of make sure is is infectious. This positivity, this real belief that the team belongs where they are, and they don't need to be like a struggling team at the bottom of the table. Yeah, and also I would like to send a sincere apology to anyone who was driving and might have pulled over thinking a cop was coming. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're recording this on the second floor. New York City is a very very busy uh, city, so you hear a lot of stuff in the background. Uh, we tried our best, uh, <laughs> so hopefully some of that was drowned out. We apologize if not, uh, but it was a great great interview but and just keep in mind that if you support our sponsors you will be uh you know help us get to a studio on a higher floor yeah we will get to a higher <laughs> floor so for those of you who heard uh the mac welding commercials please please go by that would be a massive massive win for us and uh maybe we could drown out some of this police noise uh <laughs> and we won't need all these foley artists uh foley sound artists to make all this noise also so i, I, I we, we should really resolve your warrants that you have after. yeah every time the <laughs> a cop comes by i hide under the uh i hide under the 
desk here. Uh, but there's, there was a lot in this episode. And uh, the next special we have coming out is for all of you fantasy heads. Yeah. Uh, we got a little bit of information on that that we'll talk about in the next podcast. Um, but also, this is a great opportunity for you guys to let us know what it is that you want to hear. Uh, we're out here. We're recording. Uh, you know, we're, we're interviewing people. Who do you want us to talk to? You know, who do you want us to interview? Who can you, hey, can one of you guys help us get an interview with maybe a player or somebody of that stature? You know, help us out. Let us know. Yeah. Shoot us an email. Again, we're soccercooligans at gmail.com. Let us know. What do you want us to talk about? Who do you want us to interview? Tweet at us. We're at soccercooligans on Instagram and on Twitter. Post messages. We're giving shirts away. We're doing the best we can here. But it's also you guys as fans. You're our listeners. We want to make you happy. Let us know what you want to see different or more of or hear more of. Yeah. And if also if you we have Cooligan stickers, and if you want some of those, absolutely. Just email soccercooligans at gmail.com with where you want the sticker sent and I will send it over to you directly. Absolutely. And we got a special package going out to of stickers going out to Scotland that I forgot to mention. Uh, but that stuff's going to be going out very, very soon. Uh, but uh, thank you for listening, by the way. Uh, we got fans all over the world, baby. We do. Uh, and, global. And let us know. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Let us know if there's anything that you haven't heard. Um, and if you know someone that you could set up an interview, let's do it. All right. So shoot us an email. Soccercooligans at gmail.com. Get stickers. Let us know what you want. Thank you so much for listening. This has been fun. You have fun, Christian? I had so much fun. Oh, I can hear it in your voice. Mm. Well, I hope you guys had fun listening to this because this has been a special episode of the Cooligans. Cooligans!